In this episode of Board Game Impact, we have something special for you, and that is we have some special guest hosts joining us to help ring in the holidays and celebrate the new year. Uh, so enjoy this special episode of Board Game Impact. Welcome to Board Game Impact. Listeners, we've got something very special for you today, and that is because it is the holidays. It is the day before Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, if you're listening to this on the day it launches, um, or if you're listening to this in the days after, we just hope that your holidays have been wonderful and that you're ringing in the new year with board games and all the fun things. So we here at Board Game Impact seek to combine our passions. Uh, so we both work in education, Josh and I, uh, but we also want to give back to this amazing hobby. So what we're doing is we'll break down different gaming experiences. So if that sounds like something interesting to you, then make sure to hit that subscribe button while the phone is still in your hand. This all being said, we have something very, very, very different for us today. We are doubling in size like the Grinch's heart. Um, and we have two special guests on the show. Um, so Josh, why don't you introduce yourself and then also um, introduce who you're with? Sure. Welcome listeners to another exciting episode. This is Josh. Um, with me uh, today is my wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, would you like to say hello? And uh, Bruce, I understand you have someone very special with you as well. Who is that? I do. So joining me on my side, besides Penny, our dog, who's on her lap for every recording, we also have my wife, Caitlin. Hello, everyone. So, yes, they're going to be joining us for today's episode uh, because what is the holidays but time with family and time with friends? And so that this is all those things wrapped up into one. Um, so what we're going to be doing today is something a little bit different, um, and that is we're going to be sharing and uh, not about usually these heavier games or different game experiences, but we're actually going to be talking through and sharing out some different memories and those games that really mean something to us. Uh, Josh, how about you kind of take it away and lead us off and tell us where the inspiration for this came from, because this was your idea. Yeah, so the the idea for this really came from spending some time with family over the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I have a five-year-old nephew who has, for the last year or so, just fallen in love with games in general. Um, so you think a lot of Candyland and uh, Disney games, those types of things that may not be the most enjoyable for, for folks to play. But I, I decided a while back to hold on to a couple kids games that have come across my way. And he is now five years old and at an age that he can start to pick some of those up. So I brought him a, uh, birthday present, which was Memo R by Stronghold Games. Uh, and this is a, a memory style game that is um, kind of trying to remember where all of the cards are placed onto the board. And he's just fallen in love with it. We played three or four times while I was there for, for Thanksgiving. And uh, apparently, according to my sister-in-law, has has force them to play uh, at least a couple times a day ever since. So, um, you know, I thought with, with that memory in mind and, and the idea of sharing this hobby with new folks who young and old may not be into the, the board game hobby. Um, I wanted to take, take a chance to share some of those, uh, lighter games with, with our listeners. 
And that's really something cool about games is that it brings us together. Um, and Josh, thanks for also building up a gamer in training. Um, that being said, I, Caitlin has a really fun story from just the other day of a game that we got to actually play with my... So I have a new niece as of a month ago. She's adorable, but also two nieces besides that. So I also have a five-year-old, uh, but it's my, I have a niece. And so Caitlin, why don't you talk through the game experience we just had? Um, so, yeah, I think kind of piggybacking on what Josh, Josh was saying, um, we were at our niece's house the other day and we're playing, playing and hanging out. And all of a sudden I look on the table and there's a box of Pretty Pretty Princess. And I had a flashback of me <laughs> as a kid playing this. And I was just like, we have to stop everything and play this right now. And we played four games back to back with my nieces. And it was so fun. I think that's another really great thing about um, board games in general is growing up with them as a little kid and then introducing those to your family once they're at age to do that. And so that was a really kind of pleasant surprise that I wasn't expecting to do the other day that just brought a flood of memories back from my childhood. And then it was really awesome to share that with them. So Pretty Pretty Princess by Hasbro definitely needs to ex exist in everyone's library. <laughs> What's funny about it, actually, so there's usually just one crown in the game but they added like three of their own crowns to the game. But there was like, you can only put this one on Uncle Bruce. Um, <laughs> so Elizabeth, why don't you talk about something um, that you enjoy playing in the holiday season? Sure. Um, so I think there are, for me, there are like two crowds. Um, and it's the folks who, when you're like, do you like to play board games? And they think Monopoly. And then they're like, no, but like real board games. Not that there's anything wrong with Monopoly. Oh, man. I shouldn't come on here. Um, <laughs> Bruce and I don't play Monopoly together. We refuse to. So I I understand. I'll play it. But she I, says I'm a different person. I believe that. Um, it's good for our marriage that we don't play. Yeah, I, I can hear that. Um, actually, the first Christmas that Josh came to Connecticut, which is um, where I grew up, for Christmas, we spent most of the time playing board games. Um, maybe not like a, a family um, oriented game, but we played talk for hours. And that's not always a great game for me to participate in because I'm really competitive um, and get upset about it. But I, you know, in terms of like when we're home with the holidays, I think you've got your crowd that um, are open to the opportunity for. Um, a less traditional or mainstream board game. Um, and then you've got folks who, um, you know, it's like after dinner that, you know, people may have been, um, well-fed and well, um, lubricated. And so I think of code names as being a good, um, game for that. Um, I think it's something that can get very fun and rowdy, but it also can be very strategic and, um, something that people take more seriously versus um, one of my favorite games is Azul by Next Move. Um, and for me, that's for your crowd that's like more open to um, a less traditional board game or a less mainstream board game um, that's also not super heavy. And so you can play in, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, depending on the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, listeners, if you remember, we just talked about the newest version of Azul, Azul Summer Pavilion, in the last episode. So if you missed that, go and check that out. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you're talking about the original Azul, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's um, my preference right now, though I haven't experienced the newest version that's come out. Um, but I totally fell in love with Azul when we played the first time. Um, and I felt like 
it challenged um, my brain enough, but it also, I wasn't like needing a deep breath after the end of it. Um, and I will say like a self-proclaimed, um, less invested in really heavy games. Um, they've not always been my favorite thing. I really like the communal piece. And for me, it's harder to concentrate on that piece when I'm playing a heavier game. So, um, those are my go-tos. I think some folks get bored with code names when you're really immersed in board game culture. Um, but for me, I think they're fun cause it's kind of like, uh, you know, cards against humanity or anything like that, where it's really dependent on your environment. Um, and it's really influenced by the people that you play with. And so, um, it changes drastically for me, depending on with whether or not we're with my cousins versus with friends from work versus, um, people we've known a long time. So I would say those are my two, my go-tos. That's really well said. And I like how you broke that down of like, it can depend on who you're with. Right. Um, so talking from a, deeper lens. Um, so a game that I typically try to play at the holidays. Now, I know this is not everyone's cup of tea, but this is something that I, like, I'm looking forward to. Like, so I work, Josh and I both work, we work at universities. And so like we have somewhat of a break. Um, and so I try and capitalize on that. And like, I'll try and schedule a game day to play. Yeah. And Josh is like shaking his head at me. He's like, you're not going to talk about this. It's like the <laughs> antithesis of this, but no, but like, seriously, it's about like coming together as community and like really fills my bucket. Um, but I try and schedule a day just to play twilight Imperium fourth edition. Now I'm not going to get into all of that, but that's a game that's like two <laughs> hours per player. Um, my wife's shaking her head at me too. Like she, this is not I her cup of tea. Well, schedule a day, Bruce, means actually a full day for a yeah. game. Yeah, like, we'll, like never play we'll take a yeah, we'll take a lunch break and then we'll keep playing. So it's like we're scheduling like nine hours to play this thing. Um, I'm like, I love um, code names because it's not hard at all and it's not heavy. <laughs> Bruce is like, no, really. When I have my free time, I'm going to play for twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down with the ship. No, but seriously, but on a different note, like. So my family was just in town. Um, so my mom and my stepdad uh, were just in town from New York. And after we had a couple glasses of wine and dinner, we actually broke out um, Sushi Go Party by Game Right, um, and which is really cool. So if you've never played, it's a quick little card drafting game where you have a set of a hand of cards. You pick one of these like cute little emoji sushi pieces and put it out in front of you and then pass the hand to your right. And then they take one and then it's set collection. So if you have the most tempura, you get X number of points, things like that. Um, but it's just really fun because it's such casual, but it's not about just to call. It's really not about the game. It's about like spending the time together and like just getting to hang out. Um, and it's kind of cathartic in that way. So it's just kind of cool. Games can do that. Caitlin, do you have a game you want to talk about? Well, another just great, easy, fast game that's good for a variety of ages is Spot It. Um, so fun fact about me, I worked in a children's toy store for three years. It's actually where Bruce and I met, but that's a whole other story. Um, and so Spot It was just a great game that we could have on the counter and show anyone and everyone um, when they were there at the toy store. And it's super fun. It's by Blue Orange Games. It's a French um company that makes it and and all of blue orange games are really really good but spot it is definitely at the top of their list um and it's really cool there's a lot of replayability in it but basically they're just round cards that have a variety of images on them and between every two cards there is 
a match, whether it's the spotted hand or the eyeball or the apple or whatever it is. Um, it's really cool that there's always a match and um, there's a variety of different ways to play it. It's good for kids. There's a junior version, but um, it's fun for adults, um, especially later in the evening after <laughs> after a, a, a long um, day. So um, it's a, just a really fun game and you can play it in five minutes and be done and, and feel, have a little bit of your bucket full from just a short game like that. And so, Josh, um, I see that you have another game on here that you'd like to talk about. Sure. So this is something that came up uh, last year with my family. We went on a family vacation, and I, I get a lot of crap from my family. Most, most of my family are not big uh, nerd board gamers, but they, they often um, talk about me playing board games as a kid, and, and always introducing people to new games. And so I brought something along that I think just fits really well with maybe older members of your family, parents, um, and even grandparents, something that is simple to learn, um, really basic mechanics. And that's Las Vegas. Um, really just taking a bunch of dice, chucking them out, and and bidding those dice on points, essentially. So each each die value it represents a different casino on the Vegas Strip, and you're just taking one of those value of die and putting them on the, the casino that it's corresponded to and, and trying to win the money in that casino. And it's Fun. really simple, really, really easy to pick up on. Um, most people who have done any type of gambling or dice-based games are going to be able to pick up on it really quickly. It's definitely a go-to for me introducing, um, you know, maybe not kids, but definitely um, family, uh, something that, that I think everyone can kind of get behind. So on that note, like, so something for the family, um, there's another thing we haven't talked about with this, and that is, like, games that are essentially reskinned, right, um, mm -hmm. for the holidays. And so one of those games that um, I know I get to play all the time. So when I go and work orientation at the university, I bring this game with me, and that's Love Letter. Um, just a simple little game. It's in a, in a little pouch, and I can put it in my pocket. Um, but there's actually a Love Letter version called Letters to Santa. Um, instead of you're writing it to the princess, you're writing it to Santa, and like the elves do things, and then there's a Krumpus. Um, instead, oh, geez. yeah, but that's like the evil one. Cause like, if you've ever played the version of like, there's a Batman version. And so it's mm. the same place of what the Joker would be. Um, it was just a really cool little thing like that. Um, just from another note, um, Elizabeth, you have another game on your list that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, um, but you don't call it by the name of its name. So why don't you say what game it is and then what it really is? Sure. Um, so it's my all-time favorite game, um, and it's wow. Wingspan. No, it's hands down, hands down, no question, my favorite game to play. Um, it's a Stonemeyer game, and I call it Burps. Um, if you need the spelling, it's B-R-B-I-R-B-S. Um, so whenever we are in a group of four to six, that's always um, four to five, excuse me. That's always my preference. Um, you know, it's just it's such a pretty game it's well designed there's like fun facts involved and um for those who are um big trivia fans you just like you collect all this knowledge um i i could play 
and have played and requested to play. And this is when our friends tolerate me, um, like three rounds of it in a row. I mean, I could literally play it multiple times. I don't know why I love it quite as much as I do, but burbs is my favorite. So if you can, if you can teach somebody the rules, I would, I mean, I would play that at any family gathering. I think it's a, it's a fun game. And we just got the expansion, and I'm so stoked. And Hedwig's on the front, and I'm just like, <laughs> so awesome. content, so happy. Yeah, um, Bruce and I have played that game a couple of times, and I think it's just a really peaceful game to play because the artwork is so beautiful. And while obviously you want to win, like I'm not really stressed out if I don't win or upset because it's just fun to just to play and look at all the different cards. They definitely need to turn some of the artwork into posters to purchase because it's so beautiful and I could see people like yourselves who love it uh-huh. really enjoying it <laughs> at a very different level <laughs> just because yeah no that'd be I'm cool I'm not so much love and halves you know we are I, I will say the other great thing about Wingspan is um I mean it, it's new right so we we've never had a chance to play it at the holidays or with family it hasn't been out since the last holiday season um but the the rule set is relatively simple to teach. I, I think you know you could probably teach a, a game of wingspan in in ten to fifteen minutes. So if if you've introduced family to games at different points, I think that wingspan is definitely one of those that would be relatively simple to pick up for folks who may have played a couple different games that we've maybe talked about already before. Yeah, I'd honestly say if they've played like a Catan, they could probably take a wingspan. In a heartbeat. I would say it's even easier than Catan. Per- personally, um, like my maybe my foray into Catan wasn't um, a great one, but I found the rules a little more complicated than I when that was also a while ago. But um, I think so. <laughs> blanket statement. I'm just if it's easy, if I can pick it up and it's easy for me to play, I feel like it's accessible to everyone because I would not identify as the most like. Um, invested in heavy set board games um, and nerd board games. I mean, I'm sure Josh is constantly um, kind of scouring the internet <laughs> um, for something that I will enjoy or that um, you know I will be open to enjoying right away. But that's I think better. that, but that's part of this whole thing of the holidays. It's how, and that's why we're doing this episode of how can we help you, the listeners. Um, make the most of this and just thinking intentionally like, hey, this is the group I'm going to. How can I maximize this experience for the people? It's not about necessarily playing that deep game like Twilight Imperium for myself, um, but it's really about <laughs> like knowing the audience that you're going to, right? And um, having options within that. Um, but one other thing um, just before we go, Josh, you and I have been doing also something different um, during this experience. This has been your first time doing it, if I remember correctly. Um, the BGG Secret Santa. So what's that experience been like for you? I, I've had a blast doing the Secret Santa. I, You're right. It, it, this was my first year doing it. We've talked about it maybe two or three episodes ago, I yep. believe, um, as it was being announced and, and coming out. And I've just had a, an absolute blast. And funny enough, um, my, my San, the, the person I got for the Secret Santa... Um, ended up with a copy of wingspan, um, or will end up with a copy of wingspan. We'll see if it ships in time for, for it to get there by, by Christmas there. I was right on the cusp of it may or may not be delivered in time, but, 
Um, they were just released, re-released by on Stonemeyer's website. And so it was a must have on their list. And I said, you know, this is the perfect thing. It, it's something that has brought a lot of enjoyment in, in our lives. And so I love just being able to share a, a game that, that has just brought me hours and hours and hours of enjoyment with someone else and knowing that they are going to have that same experience in the future. It just, it feels so good. And then receiving a, a gift from, from your Santa that, you know, you're going to enjoy because they've enjoyed it, um, is, is also as exciting. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I think that's just, I'm just kind of caught up in that whole thing of, I didn't even know that that's what you sent them. And just like the connection there of keep talking about wingspan. Like, I just think that's really cool. Um, crazy. I know I'm a little, it's, we sound a little, a little focused on it, but I really love that game. (laughs) But, uh, I actually, so my Santa had me open my package early, um, and sent two packages. One was like a box with games. And then one was like a mailer, and the mailer had, I opened it up and there was two like small wrap things and then a letter. And the letter on the outside was stamped from North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> like it was actual stationery from Alaska, from the North Pole, Alaska. And then inside was a note on that stationery and then like a sticker saying, like you are officially on the, on the nice list. Um, and a little ornament for us. So I just thought it was like kind of cute. Um, and listeners, regardless if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or many, many other uh, religious op- opportunities around this time of year, it's just um, coming together as part of community. And that's just what they call this whole thing, um, Secret Santa. Um, but it's really just more of the spirit of coming together as a community. And it's just really cool to see these things come out. Um, speaking of BGG, just for honorable mention, I did look up the top family games, according to BGG, um, the number one game, and then actually the number two game are essentially the same thing. One comes with a cape. Um, the, they are Rhino Hero and then Rhino Hero Super Battle, um, both of those by Haba. It's a card stacking game. Um, Super Battle actually has much larger ones, and you can. it's really cool. It comes with a cape because you're like a superhero. Um, and then Ice Cool, where you're little penguins. It's a dexterity game. It's by Amigo. And then Honorable Mention, it was a little further down the list, but just because the name of it, I, I'm going to give it some props, but it was Duck Duck Bruce by Game Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about it, but I appreciate the name. Um, any uh, remarks, uh, Josh and Elizabeth, uh, for our listeners for the holidays? You know, I, I will echo a lot of what Bruce ha- has said already. It it really is about, regardless of what religious tradition or lack of relig- religious tradition you, you may celebrate, um, I think just having this opportunity to spend time with family, with friends, with loved ones, um, and then if you can share the the love of, of a hobby like board games, something that really does bring people together and really connects people uh, in a way that you don't always find it at family gatherings. Um, I just sitting down and playing a game, whether it's, um, you know, a game of poker that your family always plays. I know growing up, my family always played poker on Christmas Eve. Um, just as a, a big group of cousins and, you know, something as simple as that or, or introducing, uh, a new, new family member, a nephew, niece, or, or a kid to, a new game. I think it's a, a really great 
great experience and a great hobby to share. Ditto. <laughs> That's like those Christmas tree Christmas lights where like the house is crazy and then the neighbor just has the sign that says ditto. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, uh, you know, yield to redundancy is what we would say in higher ed if we're going by That's um, true. Farley Pro. But <laughs> That's true. I agree. Uh Caitlin, anything for the listeners? I just want to say that whether you're staying home for the holidays or traveling, um, there's board games of all sizes. And so there's <laughs> definitely you can pack one in your suitcase if you're traveling or if you have family coming to you, definitely dust off those board games if they need dusting it and pull it out. It's just a great opportunity to, like everyone said, just connect with family. Um, so unplug and, and just sit down around a table with your loved ones. Yeah. So listeners, we just want to say thank you so much for everything this past year. Um, just in reflection, so remember, like Josh got added to the podcast this year. 2019, this has some really, really great things happen. The two of you got married this year. Um, that's wonderful. And then you now moved and you're doing things. This is going to be your first Christmas there. Um, so we wish you, obviously, the best with that and celebrating the holidays. Um, y'all, we also have, we're ringing in a brand new year as well. Um, we're ringing out a decade and we're about to start the 20s. Um, which is weird. Um, I know my wife, Caitlin, has been looking forward to the 20s forever. Um, But really enjoy this time. Enjoy whatever time you do get uh, with family, even if you have to work every day. uh, If you have a little bit of time to spend with family, enjoy that or send those messages, even if you're just Skyping in um, to do that. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening to Board Game Impact this past year. Um, And if this has been your first time listening, please hop on and subscribe so that way we can continue to have you as part of this community and talking with you and building up together. With that being said, if there's anything you'd like to have us have discussed on the show, please email us at boardgameimpact at gmail.com. Tell a friend about us so that way we can continue to grow from here and continue to make some really wonderful things happen. So please go out and tell a friend or tell that family member that you're hanging out with. Uh, But thank you so much, so much for supporting the show. Um, And special shout out to our Patreon backers for really helping make this happen. Um, I know I'm really excited for 2020. We've already heard about some cool things, Caitlin and I, that are coming down the pipeline for us and our families. And I hope that 2020 is looking just as good for y'all as well. Um, But until next time, go out have a positive impact on the world, but really ring in the new year and spend this time gaming and uh, if you're traveling, may your travels be short, but your memories be long. <laughs>